0: 630 Chad inside sports with Reed Wilkins weekdays at six on 630 Chad.
1: Okay. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Hope you've had a great Monday to this point. Uh, Hockey in this time slot tomorrow. Oilers and Golden Knights 530 for the faceoff show. And the game will start at seven. It is getting busy for the Oilers. Eight games in the next 13 days. Their final 40 games of the season will be played over the next 81 days. And uh, yeah, it's uh, they got to pick up the pace a bit if they're going to lock down a playoff spot. Certainly, a good run lately, going five zero and one. Checking the NHL action tonight. Just a couple games here coming out of the All Star break. It is one nothing for the Hurricanes, leading the Leafs. That's in the second period and uh, late in the second period the senators up 3-1 on the new jersey devils he joins us every week here on inside sports he is powered by sentinel storage shop canadian store canadian drive 4 weeks free visit sentinelstorage.ca former nhl goaltender now broadcaster with the nhl on Rogers it is kelly rudy kelly welcome back to the
0: show how are you doing i'm doing really well reed thanks
1: yeah, good to talk to you, man. Uh, we're getting back at it. Going to be a busy stretch drive uh, stretch drive here in the National Hockey League. Did start with uh, a kind of a, uh, I mean, not, I guess not a good note for Miko Koskinen because he's gone into mm-hmm. COVID protocol. But it, what an opportunity for 17-year-old Colby Hay of the Edmonton Oil Kings, their backup goalie, got to be the second goalie at Oilers practice today with, uh, with Mike Smith and the other net. I thought, wow, what an experience that must be for the young man.
0: It will be an amazing experience, but I hope it's uh, one that turns out to be positive after his first practice. Because when I, uh, when I saw that, and I, uh, I researched him and found out he's only 17. Then I tried to think back to my time when I was only 17 years old and how I would have fared in an NHL practice. And, and I would have thought uh, I would have been uh, like Colby my first year in the Western Hockey League. And I would have probably been uh, eaten alive by those guys. I mean, they're the best shooters in the world, of course. And uh, players, I've said for a long time, they've never been more accurate. So uh, it would have been awfully difficult for them. Uh, I think also, you know, when I was 18, I had a unique ability or a unique opportunity, excuse me, uh, during Medicine Apps uh, training camp. So I'm going into my second year and Lanny McDonald was... uh, uh, he married a, a woman from Medicine Hat. As you remember, he played in the hat with the Tigers. And so before he went off to Toronto Maple Leafs uh, camp, and he was in his prime, right? He asked me to stay out uh, for about an hour after practices all the time and take shots from Lanny, which was an incredible experience. But that was at a different level for me. And so it was really, really difficult. I did my best, but I, I don't think I was much of a uh, challenge for him whatsoever. Um, And so it can play on your mind, right? I even know when I went to uh, Islanders training camp in 1980 after getting drafted, I was way out of my league. And so, you know, it's kind of at that point when you realize how far away from the National Hockey League you are. So I don't want to make it sound that, uh, you know, Hay would be disappointed with this uh, opportunity. But to put it in perspective, it kind of does tell you, you know, this is – this is how good these guys are and to get to that level and to remain at that level on a consistent basis. You're, he's a long ways away, uh, right now, but still really happy for him that he, he was given this, uh, unique, uh, opportunity or challenge. Yeah. Well, he, uh, we
1: were kind of counting how many he stopped before the first one in and the, and- most of the the first shots were from, the top of the circles. And I think it took seven or eight for one to get by him, but okay. they did, they did a shootout drill today. So, yep. uh, you know, he did, he did stop McDavid, some other guys scored on him, but, but that's yep. the thing. Uh, and, you know, you've talked about this. Rob Brown has talked about it from a shooter's perspective that you don't want to let up on your goalie, like whether yep. he's a kid like, I mean, as a shooter, they got to shoot to score. They can't oh just shoot yep. 75%. And then you get in a game and you got bad habits.
0: One hundred percent, and that that's a, that's a challenge. Like, you don't want to uh, hurt the kids' development, but at the same time, you have a job to do also. And so, you know, I would have, I personally would think that they would let up a little bit and or shoot from further out than they most likely would. I mean, can you imagine the challenge uh, the youngster would have when you have uh, one of those uh, incredible uh, releases from cycle on a you know on a incredible scene pass from Nugent Hopkins or, or, uh, McDavid or something like that. Like that would be a, you know, a real incredible challenge for him to even track that thing. And, and to, for his eyes to understand what is actually happening right in front of him.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Kelly Rudy joining us tonight on inside sports. So we get into the uh, post all-star break here. Uh, you know, you and I ta- have talked the last couple of weeks, obviously about Evander Kane, his impact on the Oilers, I know, and I was on with staff today and we started talking about it, whether you want to call it that tough to play against cliche that we use sometimes or how the games can get more grinding and every inch of ice is harder to earn as Mm -hmm. you move towards the season throughout the playoffs. I'm wondering from your experience, whether you want to talk as a player or broadcaster or both, like when does it really start to ramp up in your mind or is it more sort of a gradual thing by the time you get to February, you're saying, Oh yeah, this is different than the second week of November. You know what I mean?
0: It, it's ramping up right now. They'll notice it now after the all-star break. And so you will put more importance, uh, on a one goal victory. Um, and so you'll be you'll really appreciate when you grind out a three two victory, uh, whether it's at home or on the road and you'll appreciate just how hard it is. Um, sometimes maybe earlier in a year, you take it for granted um, and maybe it's not as difficult as you expect. But by the way, the good thing is the midseason blues are pretty much in the rear view mirror. I've always said, at least from my experience as a player, that it was a real grind to get through the month of January. I found it really, really difficult. But as soon as you get past the all-star break, then there's a, a light at the end of the tunnel. You can basically count how many games you have left, you recognize the importance of those games. And it's a, it's a true sprint at that point. And you, you, you welcome that challenge. You really do. I I mean, those were some of my best days once again, because you're so proud of yourself when you, when you come through with flying colors. And so uh, when you've done something uh, better than you did in the first half, uh, then, then you really uh, take a lot of pride in that. And uh, it really prepares you for the, those games where you have three games and four nights and things like that, where it can be extra hard mentally, not only physically, but mentally. And uh, again, when you're rewarded with uh, good things and it makes that challenge uh, even better. And, and like I keep saying about the word proud that you really feel it at the, when the final buzzer goes and you've just won a three, two or a two, one game, that's exactly the feeling you want because, you know, going into the playoffs, it's going to be like that almost every game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like how you put that too. And, and you can also see, obviously you have to respect every opponent, but you some teams, you know, aren't going to pass you at this point. I mean, you still have to beat them. if, right. But it's not, you're not like, oh my God, like it, it, all eight teams in our division are fighting for the three spots. Now it's like, okay, it's us and and yeah. these teams, right? And those are those four point games and all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I've always been of the belief that you should have uh, the uh, the standings in your dressing room or, or in a room close to the dressing room, you know, where maybe the guys change or something like that, just to always remind them where they are. And uh, not all coaches I had uh, were like that. But I, I remember, as you always know, I always talk about Al Arbor, but he would he would surprise you every once in a while before practice, maybe on an off day he'd have like a five minute meeting and he'd go up to somebody and it could be, I remember he did it to Dennis Botman one time, which shocked me. he go, what place are we in in the standings? I want to know in the division and in the league. And of course, Dennis, he was always on top of that. He nailed it. But there are a couple of guys I remember getting caught off guard with that question. And Al, Al was definitely really disappointed with them because, you know, it's such an important thing that you, uh, you know where you are. And so that was uh, something for me that was uh, really important to understand. I know Daryl Sutter does it a lot too. Like you have to know daily where you are and you can't hide from it. Right. You've got to make sure that you appreciate where you are and the work you have to do moving forward.
1: Yeah. I like that. That's yeah, that's, that's good. Kelly Rudy joining us on inside sports, all-star festivities over the weekend. I watched on Friday. I have to admit I was, somewhere between amused and bored at times with yeah. some of the different events. Uh, I thought a couple of them dragged on uh, Saturday. I'll be honest with you, Kelly once McDavid and dry team yeah. was eliminated. I, I yeah. you know, I had to do some stuff in the afternoon, so I sort of disengaged yeah. from it. Uh, but I know there are some fun moments and some personalities that do shine through and you guys are broadcasting it. Anything yeah. stand out for you?
0: Yeah. A, a number of things. Uh, first of all, um, commenting on Saturday after they were eliminated, I hate to say it, but the the games got better, and it wasn't because of their involvement. It it was or lack of involvement. It was simply because the players recognized that they needed to play at a way better level, and so uh, it got actually quite competitive, and it was uh, really fun. I even thought the goaltenders had more of an impact than I expected, because as you know oftentimes all-star weekend it's not very much fun for the goaltenders and they're hung out to dry and it's usually like a well back in the good old days it was 14 to 12 and you know not much fun but I thought it was uh, it, it actually went quite well but my takeaway from it Reed and especially going into uh the weekend the young players so there was a great performance by uh Claude Giroux, he won the MVP and Joe Pavelski was his usual great self and not to take away anything from the veterans and other guys that have been there before. But in this all-star game, there were uh, 21 players that that was their first ever all-star appearance. And, and you could see the enthusiasm. And then the other thing that really stood out to me, Reed, the, just the skill level of the young players, you know, you and I have been talking about it for a few years but it's at a different level right now. The game is in, I think, a fantastic place. Uh, it's been in, It's in great hands moving forward because all the young kids playing, they watch these young NHLers like Zegris and Jack Hughes and many of the others that I won't name. And their skill level and their skating ability, it's exactly what these young kids growing up maybe uh, in Elmwood or in Meadowlark or in North Edmonton or – here where I live in Calgary, it's, it's a great opportunity for them to view their young stars and their skill level, because a lot of these kids are going to skill camps themselves. And for them, it might be something that's not out of reach anymore. Like, you know, I, they might say to themselves, I'm working with the skills coach. I see how Jack Hughes skates. I see how Kale McCarr skates. That's an important thing for me to learn and watch those guys in their edge work. And then, you see Zegras, and I'm not sure, sure if you watched the the entire show, but Kevin Viexa interviewed him in the warm-up, and he did something amazingly cool uh, with his stick, trying to lift up the puck with one hand, and he did it mm-hmm. almost effortlessly. And then in the breakaway challenge, uh, he had that blindfold on, although I will agree, agree with Claude... Uh, <laughs> I'm not convinced entirely that that was. A, yeah, uh, <laughs> Darnell said
1: that today after Oilers practice. Yeah, right.
0: but nonetheless, <laughs> it was really cool and to see that move—a move that I've never seen in my life before—that was just amazing by Zgris And and I've told you this story. It used to be boring actually for me when I was a player. I loved warm up because I recognized the importance of it and I really put in the work to try and get what I needed out of it, and that was to get prepared mentally and physically and get a really good sweat well as a broadcaster especially after you've been doing it for years and years i found uh, warm-up to be rather quite boring well it's changing again i I find warm-up fascinating now because of the talent of all these young players and it's not as much a team warm-up it's it's a skills individual skills uh opportunity to get ready for the game and how they shine with those individual skills is just remarkable i'm i'm so impressed with these young players now
1: yeah absolutely well kelly uh have a good week this was another all-star appearance on your behalf of course and uh, (laughs) we'll talk to you next week my friend
0: you got it thanks reed have a great night
1: all right good stuff there always a pleasure to catch up with kelly He is powered by Sentinel Storage. Shop Canadian, store Canadian. Try four weeks free. Visit sentinelstorage.ca. Back in a couple minutes, Inside Sports on Chet. Hi, this is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. greatest power ballad of all time angel by aerosmith now why would we be playing that i mean yes it's from the 80s we play a lot of 80s guitar rock coming back from commercials usually more upbeat songs well I'll tell you what I, I gotta let you know about dedicated to the one i love on 630 ched presented by lipstick empire if you're looking for the perfect way to share your love this valentine's day 630 ched wants to help you out and no. Brian Hall will not show up in a bikini at your doorstep. Here's what's going to happen. You submit a love song and dedication on our contest page at 630 chcom We're going to be accepting dedications until 5 p.m. Friday, February the 11th. So go to 630 chcom go to the contest page, look for dedicated to the one I love, and you can put a dedication in there until 5 o'clock on Friday. Then on Valentine's Day, which I'm told is a week from today. I guess it's always on February 14th. Uh, you can tune in during 6.30 Chet mornings and 6.30 chat afternoons. Oddly enough, Oilers now and Inside Sports are excluded from this promotion. <laughs> well, I guess we got Do we have a game that day? Yes, we do have a game that day. Oh, well. Uh, the Oilers are in San Jose that day. So anyway, uh, you, you put in the dedication for, for to the one you love. Or several people you love. I don't care. I'm not going to question your lifestyle. Uh, and then we'll share our listeners' love songs and dedications on 6:30 uh, Ched mornings and 6:30 Ched afternoons one week from today, on Valentine's Day. This is all presented by Lipstick Empire. Look and feel your best this Valentine's Day with Lipstick Empire. Wasn't that a show? It was Boardwalk Empire. Sorry, I got Lipstick Empire and Boardwalk Empire confused. So last year, I think it was last year, everything's kind of a blur, obviously, as I'm sure it is for a lot of you. But at one of the Valentine Days, we had to pick, each 630 Chet host had to pick their favorite love song. Yes, now me being a, uh, a single man, I was like, well, what am I going to put on this list? So I put on Angel by Aerosmith because I think that's a great power ballad. But I have picked a different song this year, which I think, I don't know if we've shared these on social media yet or not. But I think those of you who enjoy uh, Angel by Aerosmith will also enjoy the song I have picked this year uh, along the lines of the power ballad. So anyway, go to the contest page. 630Ched.com, dedicated to the one I love by Lipstick Empire. Put in your dedication before 5 o'clock on Friday, and maybe it'll get played on 630Ched mornings or afternoons one week from today. is it this exciting? Don't we all feel love in the air? I don't know, do we? Well, I love most of you. I can. I, I feel safe saying that. All right. So uh, Mike Smith back for the Oilers. He's going to start tomorrow. Skinner will be the backup. Koskinen has gone into COVID protocol. And, yeah, it's getting busy for Edmonton. Eight games in the next 13 days. Darnell Nurse on playing all these games. Yeah, there's nothing easy in this league, but um, we're in a great uh, great spot playing meaningful hockey here going uh, into the second half of it. So, you know, when you get to this point in the season, all you want is... Uh, hold the cards in your hands and uh, you know be able to control your own fate and that's the situation that we're in now so it's gonna take a lot of work a lot of hockey over the next 81 days but uh, with that said I think we're all excited uh, just to get out and play every other day and it was it was tough last month when you have so many games scheduled in, and all of a sudden you get you know canceled and you have ten days off and five days off like it's it'll be nice to just get into a group And Dave Tippett looking ahead to the second half of the season. This is a stretch run, you know, the stretch run starts now, you get 40 games in 81 days and it's, uh, if you just look how the the schedule has been condensed because of the, you know, games we missed, it's, uh, there's going to be challenges, so not a ton of practice time, just you got to, you got to prepare to play games, you got to play well, you know, we're, we've got ourselves in the playoff picture, now we got to make sure we get in, the stretch drive starts tomorrow. All right, Colby Hay, the Oil Kings goaltender, was on the ice with the Oilers today with no Koskinen. We'll uh, talk to Colby Hay about that experience. Dave Campbell on the Elks, potentially landing a huge name receiver in CFL free agency. And formerly of TSN, he now has his own podcast, Dan O'Toole, all in the next hour of the show. Stick around, baby. Ain't it
0: beautiful? Carrie Dahl here for Volvo of Edmonton with fantastic news. Volvo of Edmonton has been recognized for the second year in a row by Automotive News Canada as a 2021 Best Dealership to Work For. To their outstanding staff, thank you and congratulations on continuing to deliver on Volvo of Edmonton's vision and goals. Volvo of Edmonton.
1: Dumb decisions. Smart people make them every day, especially when it comes to divorce. Make a free dumb decision. Six thirty, Chad. Inside sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.